Welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We need to um, advertise our upcoming conference. It's already 2022. It is almost April. No, it is April. No, it's yeah, April 22 yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. And we have a conference coming up in October. Russ, take it away. October 21st and 22nd, we are having a conference on the church. I'm really excited about this. I I mean, I don't want to be too harsh, but right now there's just a high level of dysfunctionality within our culture with regard to the church. Um, there are a lot of... of somewhat dysfunctional errant views that are not helpful i think they've taken away from mm. some of of the joy and strength and comfort and peace that you should get from being part of a, a loving compassionate church community um and i'm hopeful that this time on october 21st and 22nd with dr derek thomas and dr joel beakey speaking on the church and and we have a ton of wonderful materials that are, are going to be available also on the topic that this will be good for you good for your church good for the 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 church broadly speaking um so that we might be more aligned to what god has said about the church and you can register for the conference which is free at reformationboise.com but you can't sign up first because i already did yeah, that, that <laughs> i get a, the prize <laughs> um real quick so you lived in the midwest um that's correct right i did okay um here, since you've moved to Idaho, do you feel like Idahoans, particularly in the West, have a, a low view of the church? Yeah, I want to be fair. I mean, I've been away from the Midwest for about eight years, so it could be that some of the dysfunctionality that is that I sometimes observe out West is also there, and I just don't know it's there because I moved away. Um, but there is a greater sense of independence that exists out here that I didn't see as much of self-sufficiency, um, this idea that I, I'm, I'm a self-made man or woman and I don't need a community of faith. That's a little bit more prominent out here. Um, the sense me, of- Me and my Bible. Yeah. A sense of belonging and being part of a community that's in communion with one another as they are in communion and union with God. Um, that seems to not be as prevalent here. And I think it's um, we're giving away quite a bit when we embrace this independent, self-reliant uh, mindset. Yeah. So come to the conference, October 21st, 22nd. Go register, ReformationBoise.com. Okay. Um, oh, I guess we should introduce people. So we have a couple We have special. special yes, guests. we do. Boy, are they special. <laughs> what about the special host right yeah, here? No, He's no, marginally no. okay. <laughs> too late. The bland host. No. When you say special too much in England, it, it, it takes on a different meaning. Yes. <laughs> One having special needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ryan Hephill from Treasure Valley Reformed yep. Church. Thank you. Um, and hey, then, great job, Josh. Did I do it right? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Ben Rao, he's one of our pastoral interns at The Well. I am. Yeah. We came from across the pond. Yeah, just a week or two ago. Yeah, yeah. That's excellent. And then you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? How, how about I just introduce myself? This is Pastor Russ. You would almost certainly do it better. URC. <laughs> So um, we're still talking about creation. There's so many things here. Like, um, I, I think I found myself like, now I don't want to end this subject because I, I think it's so good. We're on um, the practical application of it now. We're going through Paul Tripp's book, Do You Believe? This is where he shines the most, I think. 
Real quick plug, I just did come back from a Ligonier conference where they spent a lot of time talking about Genesis 1 and 2 as a mm-hmm. foundation for many of the ethical issues of today. Um, I think it's worth the listen if you could just go to the Ligonier app and download that and then go to the 2022 National um, Conference, then you can listen to many of these talks that um, – Let's be honest. Are better than what we're going to give you, um, but <laughs> but you have to put up with us. But, yeah, right? exactly. And a At huge amount of other minutes. resources yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. There's so much content on on the Ligonier yes. app. Yeah. yeah. Well, real quick, um, the idea too in creation, there are creational ordinances that transcend the nation of Israel that apply to every single human being. Those ordinances being um, Sabbath, marriage, vocation, um, sexuality, sexuality. Um, those apply to every single human being and any civilization that have tried to marginalize or ignore or move away from those ordinances, it, they, it ends in destruction. We were talking about this off the air. Like mm-hmm. during the French Revolution, they moved from a 10 day, from a seven day week to a 10 day week, basically ignoring God's ordinance of Sabbath. Russian Revolution did the same thing in the 40s. And both of those civilizations had huge economic and society um, consequences because they were ignoring God's ordinance of Sabbath. Hmm. So if you begin to break this down, the reason why they're doing this is we have a 24 hour day because that's how long it takes the earth to. Um, Orbit. Orbit. No, not orbit. Rotate. To, to yeah. rotate on its axis. We have... <laughs> We're scientists <A> year. here. <laughs> year is the orbit. A year is an orbit. That's right. The year is because of an orbit. The, the monthly cycle is, is the basically moon. the moon cycle. Um, but where does seven-day week come from? Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Yeah. There, there's mm-hmm. nothing creational or, or about that, that that can be tied to just the normal ebb and flow of life. Um, it's a seven-day week because God declared it to be a seven-day week. Which every nation on the earth obeys the seven-day week. I mean, that is yeah. an evidence of itself of the truthfulness of Genesis 1. And so those that were opposed to God, God the French Revolution was highly atheistic. Um, it was driven by hatred towards God, and so they wanted to erase all aspects of God from society. And so what they did is they attacked the seven-day week because that was a, a, a weekly reminder of God and his declaration in his word. Mm-hmm. And later on, the, the Soviets did the same thing in communist Russia. Yeah. So that shows that God is owner over our calendar. And that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. One of the implications of creation is God's ownership over all things. The uh, God made it, that therefore he owns it. So I want to kind of go where, where Chirp went um, in, in three subjects, marriage, money, and, and, and sex. So how is God's ownership of the world applied to your marriage. Um, where are you experiencing trouble in your marriage because you're living like it belongs to you? I mean, certainly, at least the pastors around the table have done marriage counseling before, mm-hmm. right? But, um, I think you mentioned in, in the previous episode where you touched on this a little bit, um, it, there, there's an ownership problem. Um, if one spouse is abusive because they view the other one as their property, um, but if we keep in mind that God is the one who owns all things, there's a great book, um, called when sinners say I do. Mm. And it's just a reminder, not only on a, wait, is that book by trip? Is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible at remembering particulars, so I'll trust you on that. <laughs> um, but the, uh, but yeah, I mean, just as created human beings, God owns us, but there's also I think that's as Dave brothers Harvey. and Maybe. sisters in check. Christ. Sorry, brother. <laughs> it's okay. 
I'll just, <laughs> just keep talking. Talking. I'm so rude. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is, as brothers and sisters of Christ, there should be this other level of understanding that we're not just you know image bearers of God, but we also sin against one another. Yeah, and you know God has covered that sin, Lord willing, in Christ. If we are His and by His grace we believe, but there's still this wrestling and. Um, that can be an ownership problem as yeah. well. So let's just be clear. The, when senators say I do is by Dave Harvey. Okay. What David Tripp is what did you expect, which is really the same theme of when sinners come together. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you remember, God created marriage um, to reflect the relationship between Christ and his church. Hmm. Um the relationship between Christ and the church is ultimate. Marriage is 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 subordinate to that. Mm-hmm. So God didn't look around in creation and say, I wonder if there's a relationship that reflects the relationship between Jesus Christ and the church. Right. He that relationship is ultimate and marriage is supposed to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another way that God owns, if you will, marriage. And if you think about how we engage marriage, we go into it and say, in essence, from our sinful perspective, what am I going to get out of marriage? Mm-hmm. What's in this for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea, um, when I'm marrying people, I always bring it back to that your marriage as a Christian couple especially is to reflect Christ in the church to a lost world. Yeah. Yeah. That you have a call upon your life as a married yeah. couple and what that means is you're going to have to die to yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to die to your own sinfulness and your selfishness and say, I, my role as a Christian husband is to love my wife in such a way that it, it speaks to the world of the love of Christ. Yeah. Um, the and the one time I got to preach at a, a wedding service, um, I titled the message, Your Marriage, Richard and Louise, is not mainly about you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an ownership issue. Yeah. You have to yeah. come to grips with that this is Christ. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's to serve Christ. And it's it's to serve in a way that's even evangelistic yeah. um, in a lost world. And well, it drives us to the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all married. <laughs> but it also, the ownership of marriage means that God defined marriage. Yes. And this is important. We don't define it. Yeah. The government right. never defines it. Yeah. yeah. It's God's definition. It's God's definition. And so that, therefore, I, I, you'll never hear the phrase come out of my mouth, same-sex marriage. Yeah. Right. Because that's like calling a four-sided figure a triangle. Yeah. yeah. Well, a four-sided figure is not a triangle, so I'm not going to call that. Yeah. God defined it. Yep. Yep. And he can do that. And did do that, and I, as a as a creature, cannot redefine what he defined. Yeah. It's an ownership issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage you as as Christians, lovingly and respectfully, to to those that that want to redefine marriage in society, continue to, to push back gently and say, I'm sorry, I cannot do that. Yeah. It's not mine to defend or define, it's God's. And he's defined it as a male and a female, and I cannot do otherwise. Yeah. Because he's creator. Yeah. Yep. It's the same issue with uh, you know transgenderism. Yeah. Maybe we're it shifting is. gears here. I yep. mean, it's um, follow the NCAA sports, but you know there's just a transgender athlete that 
won a women's championship. Not yeah. surprising. And, yeah. um, you know, getting all kinds of praise and we can't do that. Yeah. I mean, it is a fundamental, regardless of what other effects of the fall might be affecting an individual. Like that's not the answer. Yeah. I mean, the church should come along in sympathy and shepherd them yeah. to hold to what God has defined and yeah. established. Absolutely. And not to be rude or not to be combative or not to be any of those things. You can do this in a loving and gracious way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, my conscience does not allow me to use a pronoun for somebody other than than what reflects what they truly are. Yeah. And so what that means for me is that I just won't ever use a pronoun. And that goes back to ownership. That's uh, right. The, the truth of the matter is, is it's... Um, Their sexuality if, belongs to God. Even if your mm-hmm. conscience was lying to you, <laughs> you still wouldn't have the right to use a wrong pronoun because um, God owns your speech mm-hmm. and God owns the gender of that other person. That's right. And so even if when our when our consciences are misinformed, we don't have the right to lie about what God, how God has made things. Yeah. So we've applied it to marriage, to our sexuality. Let's apply it to money now. Um so money or resources or wealth is part of the created order. God said, have dominion, subdue the earth. So we're, we're digging things out of the earth and we're using those as resources. Um, is money our own? No. no. <laughs> well, let's move on. Even Jesus said, like, <laughs> whose, whose image is on that coin? I mean, and, even on a human level. I mean, but yeah, I mean, God, everything is from him and from his hand. And it's interesting that Jesus spoke multiple parables on this issue. Yeah. That, that basically we are to be good stewards of, of what we have, and the key word there is steward, that it's God's resources, God's money, God's, you know, whatever. I like the word treasure. Yeah, it's for, God's treasure. For yeah. the purpose of generosity. That's right. Why? Because that's who God is. God so loved the world that he gave his mm-hmm. only begotten son. Our money is to reflect the gospel in that way. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to the gospel for life. We will see you next time.